Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome once again to Marvelous Monday. And let me just tell you, if you are tired of waiting for change, you've come to the right place because where we make change every single day. So thank you for listening and joining us this evening. Uh, Miss Rihanna will be coming shortly, but let's find out if that other great part of the team is out there. Let me just tell you, it has been a marvelous Monday. And so we're very thankful for everything that's happening. The changes are being made in our community. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But first, let's find out if Dr. Hackney is there. Dr. Well, Hackney, hello. are you there? I'm here. <laughs> How are you doing, Dr. Hackney? Oh, yes. Bless. One of our change agents. <laughs> yes, you are blessed. It is always a pleasure. Uh, to be right back here with you every week, Mr. Uh, Dr. Hagney. But before we do that, let's find out if our other team members are here. Let's see if our, our amazing candidate for the great state of Texas governor, uh, Pastor Michael Cooper. Pastor Cooper, are you there? Okay, well, I bet you he'll be coming in a little bit later on if he's not there yet. And so what about Mr. Arthur? Mr. Arthur Flemings, are you there? So let me tell you, that military man needs to be on schedule, right, uh, Dr. Hagney? Uh, (laughs) Military. These two two military personnel are right here on schedule right now. So we're going to kick it off. I'm I'm, I'm quite sure he's there. I'm messing with him now. He'll he'll be coming in and say, I'm here. I'm here. Front row center. (laughs) <laughs> but but Dr. Hagney, let's let's get going. We know that um that our booster has now been approved for every single person in the country. So if you could I'm gonna mute out and then you just bring us up to date on what's going on in the COVID world. I know that we're into Thanksgiving holidays now and people are traveling. There's so many people. So what's your message for the evening, Dr. Hagney? Uh, I'm, I'm excited about being here, Doc, uh, particularly during these times and, and uh, uh, what, we, what we have available. Uh, yesterday, the numbers were showing something like 62 million people need help were not vaccinated. And of course, we started it's still the highest uh, number for hospitalizations are those above 65. And, and the boosters are working in the long term. But like, as you stated, the excitement is the FDA, as you, as you mentioned, the FDA and C, uh, CDC have approved the, uh, the booster for the 18 years above. And that's really predicted in, uh, to, inc- I would say, increase the number of about 10 million people. So it's really exciting time all over. And also the uh, AAA is saying something like uh, 53 million people will be, will be traveling this Thanksgiving weekend. So that's a lot of people on the road and everything. But truly blessed and uh, that the booster out there, but that's also a concern. We talk about the 
number who have not been vaccinated. Uh, they mentioned um, there are 31 million individuals who have received the boosters. And I think they alone, there were some like 3 million shots given. And as that uh, <clears throat> was stated from one of the reports out of New York, the problem is finding shots. And, you know, of course, uh, my prayers go out for my, my pharmacy friends. The, you know, they're out there doing the flu shots plus the COVID shots. So pray for our pharmacy friends, our neighborhood pharmacists and all the chain groups out there because they're really on the front line. The individuals are coming in and, and uh, getting their shots. And, then, of course, the health departments, I think everybody who have the vaccines, have them now. So it's a, it really is a blessed time that we can go after that unvaccinated uh, number. And I would say it is really exciting. We're seeing a major change. I'm, I'm seeing changing the uh, narrative about particularly individuals of color in the rural areas are not coming out. That's changing. I would say hats off to our, our black uh, pastors and our churches. They are by experience. We've had two incidents this past couple of sites. We almost ran out of vaccine. So it is a it is a it is a marvelous time to see what's happening in the communities of color and it has to go out to our 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 churches, in particular our pastors, where that where that trust I would say the fact is is, is the trust factor. That's what we're seeing, the trust factor with our pastors on board, our our churches there and it's just a it's a great feeling because you, as you well know we've been working on this for quite a while, but just to see these numbers and see our pastors coming out and our congregation responding is really a blessing. And so Thanksgiving, everybody, grandparents, grandmothers, just hope everybody just continue. Now I want to make a point. <laughs> Let's focus on okay. the individual who are receiving the, the vaccinations. You know, that's the critical number. Let's make sure the you know, roadblocks for them, those who want the vaccination, they're able to get it. And uh, so uh, the numbers are that's going to affect that number. That's very important. So I'm just excited. You can tell I'm, I'm the boosters out there. So let's let's get the shots. Very good. That's outstanding, uh, Dr. Hagney. And we want to uh, to make mention that in my district here uh, at Palace and Bow Street, the Majesty uh, facility there. Uh, the health department is set up in that building. Because, as you know, Dr. Hagney, we took down uh, Harvey Convention because we're rebuilding mm-hmm. a new uh, convention center. So uh, that's where the health department is set up uh, there. And then to know that Dr. Hagney has places all throughout uh, East Texas and various and sundry places working in, in uh, collaboration with the Family Circle of Care as well as the health department. So Correct. those that need to get that booster, that even need to get the original uh, vaccines, uh, mm-hmm. they can find places uh, to get them. And that's that's a good thing that we rent, we're about to run out, Dr. Hagley. That means more people are seeing the need to get their uh, get themselves vaccinated so that mm-hmm, we can help mm-hmm. to eradicate that. Because we do show now that within this last few days that cases are rising once again. Oh, that's and good. Hospital, don't mention hospital that. Care. Yes, that's what you said. Don't mention that. I know. Uh, so even more reason that we need to get these vaccines into arms. And, and the amount of people that are traveling during this holiday, 
because people have been just locked down for a couple of years, and they're ready to see family members and friends. We we have family that's coming in. All of us are completely fully vaccinated, and even some of us have gone ahead and gotten their booster, and I plan to go on tomorrow uh, to get mine. Uh, my time mm-hmm. has expired where I can go ahead and get mine now. And um, and so and I, I'm, I'm ready uh, for that. But we're just still encouraging people to still wash your hands and use that hand sanitizer and all the things that you, you know you need to do. Uh, I, I know that we, we're going to be in homes and everything, so make sure you have good air ventilation. Uh, in your homes, uh, we, we actually, I think it's supposed to rain on uh, Thanksgiving Day here in Tyler, Correct. Uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Hadney, right, yes. uh, but on but on Friday, we're going to be out on the out-of-doors kitchen, and we're going to have our fish fry outside, our seafood, and all of that, but we'll have our traditional Thanksgiving dinner, and we're going to have to be on the inside because, for the simple reason, uh, that it's going to be raining. Out. So mm-hmm, we just mm-hmm. make sure that people have good ventilation that's flowing uh, in and out of their rooms and just do the things that you know that we need to do in order to keep our families safe. So exactly. we're, we're excited about it and we're looking forward uh, to that. So uh, with that being said, then uh, we're ready to move on. I don't know if the guys have made it in uh, just yet. Hello, but, hello. Uh, How y'all doing? There they are. Yeah, Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> we're just listening and learning, and I also have our, our guest speaker with us on on live right now. Mr. Joe Madison is with me right now. All right, all right. Cooper, we we're going to turn everything over to you and let you please introduce our special guest for the evening and 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 go from there. As everybody knows out there, or you should know, uh, Pastor Michael Cooper is an amazing candidate for governor for the state of Texas. And so uh, it's all about him tonight. And so we are going to uh, turn it over to him right now, right now and introduce our special guest and take it from there. I'm going to mute out. And, uh, all right, well, thank you so hand. much. Yes, sir. Th- thank you so much, this. But uh, tonight, as you all know, I wear several hats. And so tonight I have a, a dear friend that is becoming a, a close friend, uh, quickly uh, because of the work that he's doing out there in the community and has been doing it for years and years. Uh, I'm also the president of the Beaumont chapter NAACP here in Beaumont, Texas. I know we have listeners all the way up to New York. Online we have 612 area code sometimes that's listening in to us. Uh, but tonight uh, I just want to share uh, with our audience uh, the, our uh, keynote speaker for December the uh, 17th. Uh, 7 p.m. We're actually going to have a press conference at 6 p.m. for a Radio Hall of Famer that I call an icon. The world calls him the Black Eagle. You may know him as Joe Madison. But if he's listening and can hear me, uh, I'm going to let him chime in <clears throat> after that. I'm going to let him say hello, and then we're going to introduce everyone that's online so that he can address each and every one of us. Oh, yeah, Pastor Cooper, I can hear you loud and Clearly, so and I appreciate the the uh, invite and the opportunity to uh, to be on with you, and I'm equally appreciative of uh, the opportunity to uh, come to Beaumont. It's been gee, I can't even think of the last time I've been to uh, to Beaumont to uh, help 
you know, promote and, and raise funds for the Beaumont NAACP. So I'm I'm really appreciative of of uh, everything you're doing because I know it, it can be a very difficult and lonely road when you're in a in a leadership position. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially here in Texas, <laughs> as you well know, we've been going through a few oh. things. I tell you, um, uh, you you are 100% correct, and and the you know when you think about how we talk a lot on our show about national federal uh, politics, particularly you know being here with on, on cap in the capital, but uh, a lot of attention has to be paid to what's going on right now in the states, particularly surrounding. Um, uh, voting rights, because what you have, and you're seeing it, seeing it in Texas as well as other states, many states, um, that these GOP state legislators are doing everything they can to manipulate uh, voting laws, which for no other purpose but to suppress our vote. And if this is allowed... Uh, you know, we could be in the dark for decades, which means our children would be in the dark for decades. So uh, we've got to recognize it's not all about Washington, uh, but you've got to focus on uh, your state legislators. Absolutely. And uh, you bring up that point makes me think about the thing that you're doing right now. You're fasting. Uh, would you share just a little bit of that with us? And the folks, I, we know, but some, we may have some new listeners that are unaware of what you're doing right now. Well, I, it, I'll, I'll, I'll start with history, as I always did. Um, you know, I went back in history. I always go back in history. And I thought about the end of the first Reconstruction, uh, eighteen uh, in the eighteen uh, eight, late eighteen hundreds after the Civil War. Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes uh, had a contested election that was thrown into the House of Representatives, and he literally cut a deal with white Southern members of Congress who had seen their world turned upside down primarily because of the 15th Amendment that gave newly freed slaves the right to vote. And the deal was that if these white Southern uh, 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 elected officials in Congress would give him his vote, he agreed to remove federal troops out of the southern states that were really there to protect newly freed slaves uh, vote. And they had voted. They had sent members to Congress, to the Senate, to the House of Representatives in South Carolina and other states. They can, they, they had uh, controlled state legislatures. Um, they had run for local elections. And as soon as those federal troops were removed, all hell broke loose, assassinations, lynchings, uh, and, and not only of, 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 of newly freed slaves, but even our allies. And I thought about what was going on. Now, if we fast forward, I should point out that the first thing they went after was the vote. And for decades, 
uh, up until the 1965 Voting Rights Act, you know, uh, generations of black people were were their vote was suppressed. Now we we, we fast forward to 2021 uh, or before, just before, and we find the same thing happening. Um, it's important uh, justice um, and one Supreme Court justice uh, actually uh, stripped out. Uh, the Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, which was pre-clearance. Things that are going on right now in your state of Texas and other states would have fallen under the pre-clearance clause of the 1965 Voting Rights Act. So John Lewis immediately, and this is after, uh, I think, Shelby County versus Holder, um, uh, state after state immediately, almost the next day, started introducing voter suppression laws. So, you know, things like, well, uh, getting rid of, of uh, souls to the polls on Sunday. Um, getting, uh, uh, For example, in Wisconsin right now, they're talking about arresting uh, voting officials who wanted to have mail-in ballots sent to nursing homes because of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, and, 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 and people didn't, you know, were concerned about going into nursing homes because of the outbreak. Well, now you've got the state of Wisconsin saying, well, we might put these elect- election officials in jail uh, because of, because, I'm serious. I mean, I found this out just the uh, just the other day, um, uh, it, you know, it, it's just, uh, or in, in Georgia, uh, they actually introduced uh, uh, bills that if, if there was a hot day, people standing in line registering to vote, and let's say your church or group of people in AACP said, well, let's go out and pass out water. Well, they tried to pass a law in Georgia that you could be arrested. Um, if you are a veteran, a lot of veterans in your area and throughout this country, uh, maybe you're a disabled veteran. So instead of standing in line to vote, uh, the poll worker would come outside to the car and, and hand you the ballot. You'd fill it out. They'd take it back in and, and, and to, into the polling place. Well, they want to cut that out. So the John Lewis uh, bill, the John Lewis bill, would check all of that, and and that's and that's what they're trying to stop. Um, and so I went. I decided to join in solidarity with a lot of organizations: NAACP, uh, People for the American Way, uh, the the um, civil rights coalitions, National Action Network. All of us are protesting in our own way. And so I simply decided that uh, that I would start a a, uh, a hunger strike, and and I pledged not to eat any solid food until the United States Senate uh, either either one passes the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill, uh, the right to vote, the right to vote, or uh, they begin, to, or they get rid of the filibuster, so at least we can have a debate. 
and it's the purpose of any protest. My protest is both moral and political. And the purpose of, of, of any protest like this is to get attention. And I am adamant, Pastor, I am adamant in bringing attention uh, to the plight related to protecting voting rights. And we've got to let, we've got to let the, the, the United States Senate and particularly your two, your, two, uh, your two senators know that we're very serious about this and we're concerned uh, about protecting our voting rights. And I'll, I'll, I'll conclude this, this part about, about what I don't understand is that, to t- and, and I go back to 2006, when, GW, when George W. Bush was president, the Voting Rights Act came up for extension. Most people have not have forgotten this. Ninety eight senators voted to extend the nineteen sixty five Voting Rights Act. And what I don't understand is why your two senators and and and, and the Republican senators uh, uh, we can't even find 10 that would join the Democrats in making sure that our voting rights are per- protected. So what happened between 2006 and today? And so, you know, I, I just believe that all this is a movement, and all movements require sacrifice, and to be quite candid, uh, people sacrificed a lot more than a meal uh, to get our right to vote. Wow. Hey, Amen. And you're the reason why, and, and your fight is the reason why uh, I thought to make sure that you're our keynote speaker. And uh, we have people like Dr. Hagney. You heard him speaking about uh, getting folks vaccinated so that we can all get out and move around again. Uh, it would have been great just to have you on Zoom, but I tell you what, we've been fighting and I've been praying to make sure that you are able to travel because this kind of information needs to get out. Sure, we're trying to raise money for our scholarships for the NAACP uh, banquet, but at the same time, we have to educate our people, and every year we try to find someone that's going to ignite and excite the folks yet again. And it's a shame that we have to do that as leaders and civil rights uh, workers, but you've been working with these leaders for years and years, Matter of fact, online, and her show is uh, the show that we're on tonight, Marvelous Monday, uh, with Dr. Shirley McKellar, which she tried to unseat a U.S. Congress uh, uh, men. But at the same time, uh, God has provided her a way in to make a difference. All politics is local. She is the mayor pro temp there in Tyler, Texas. She's what I call the Rose of Texas. And uh, we also have on our line Dr. Hagney. We have Arthur Fleming. Um, He's a veteran. We thank him for his work. And, as a matter of fact, I'm going to ask him to talk about Bull Connor event that we had, which is right along the uh, protest that you're doing. And we have Miss Rihanna. I think she sent a text. She's not going to be on until later. So with that being said, um, Dr. Uh, McKellar, I'm going to turn it over to you and then uh, to uh, Arthur. 
Thank you, uh, yeah. for First, let me, let me say that it is great to uh, to have you on the show. And and the first thing that I, I have lots of questions, but the first thing that I would like for you to do, if you don't mind, is for those out there who probably may not know exactly who you are. And I, I'm going to ask if if you're not speaking, if you mute your phone so that we can get a good clearing and a good uh, recording of, of what our special guest has to say this evening. But if you could give us if you could give us a complete complete uh, introduction of exactly who you are, where you live, and, and just to give us a little background, and then we're going to, uh, then I can ask you a few questions if you don't mind, sir. And welcome to Marvelous Monday. We're so happy you're here. Uh, is, are, is that for me? Yes. Oh, yes, I'm sir, sorry. that's for you. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I mean, I don't even know where to to, uh, 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 to start. I mean, I uh, I have a long history with the NAACP. Uh, of years you, can, you, can start with, you can start with your name. You can start with your name and tell us where where you live. Just a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Well, Joe Madison, and I'm in Washington D.C. and uh, and, and my show is on Sirius XM. Of uh, Urban View, uh, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, Eastern Time, uh, and um, that's that's uh, that, that's and I've been with Sirius XM for since they actually uh, began. Outstanding. Okay, I mean, very good. Rather, now, I, I got to, yeah, I got to be awkward and <laughs> kind of awkward <laughs> when, when, when yeah, and I got to, no, and I got to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I always tell people, you know, all you got to do is just Google Joe Madison, the Black Eagle, and there's more on these darn social media than I. And be careful because I went and Googled myself one time on Wikipedia and I found out I had died 10 years ago. I hear you. <laughs> All right, sir. <laughs> well, listen, so what, you talked a little bit about protesting. You talked about some things that I was having a great opportunity to study about uh, in my political science uh, program some time ago, uh, in particular Shelby versus uh, Holden. But, but also, let me just mention that in Texas, we also cannot give out water. Uh, to people who are standing in line. I'm I'm retired United States Army officer. I, I'm I'm troubled by the fact that I cannot assist one of my colleagues that I've served with who is in a wheelchair that that right. refuses to have his ballot mailed to him. He says, I want to go into the ballot box. I want to make sure that my vote gets counted. But but the question that I that I want to start with first is you mentioned about protesting and we know that we're on the we're on the back of the Ritter House uh uh case that just happened out there in Kenosha, uh Wisconsin and we know how that turned out. Can you give us a little bit about uh, that case and, and how you could see that case? And, and there's been so much, talking about social media, so much said about uh, about that case and social media and even people one-on-one. Uh, and, and we know that two people lost their lives and one is still uh, is suffering right now and families are, are suffering from the loss of loved ones and friends. What, what are your thoughts in regards to that uh, Ritter House case? 
Well, I, first of all, I, I take, you know, I've taken the position that I can't understand how any adult parent, mother, father, would even allow uh, their child, particularly a minor, uh, to, to enter into a scene where there's a, a riot going on. Um, I mean, it, 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 and I'm not, you know, but let's be quite candid. He really, and Rittenhouse was really got off because of a state law unique to Wisconsin uh, dealing with, with guns. Um, and we've got a similar case, which, which concerns me right now, in Brunswick, Georgia, because they are arguing, at least their defense attorneys are, they're arguing the same defense that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse argued, and that is self-defense. Uh, and, and so the reality is, is that he, he's, he's lucky. Uh, I, I have concerns about the judge, who appeared yeah. to be more on the defense team than he was <laughs> a judge. I think that the prosecutor was ill-prepared, uh, I have real problems when the people you mentioned were killed and injured, could not even be referred to as victims. I don't yes, know sir. what else you would refer to people who have been shot. Um, and then I was also uh, very concerned about the fact that he, the defense was that he was not an active shooter and he had just killed two people. Now, let me also tell you that what bothered me was, and let's just be candid, if that had been a 17-year-old black person, kid, walking Mm -hmm. down the street in the middle of a riot carrying an AR-15, I I bet you that the police would not have, I bet you the police would have stopped him and 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 probably he would have t- either taken the gun from him, or he might have even been shot. Um, yeah. The and and but I, I can guarantee they wouldn't give him a, a bottle of water. Sure. Um, uh, <laughs> so that that's you know this it, 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 it and I and I would and I here's the other concern I have is I think these extremists. These uh, uh, these uh, conservative extremists now see Rittenhouse as a hero, and uh, they may they may be emboldened. They may be emboldened if there's yeah. another disturbance uh, to now feel free to uh, to to act as vigilantes. That's that's my that's how I see it. That's my concern, and I've expressed that uh, ever since the. Uh, he was acquitted on Friday. Yes, sir. Which which drives me to the point of we all are out there protesting all of the time. Uh, Pastor Cooper can tell you that we're everywhere, all over Texas, all the way into Washington, D.C., down into uh, Georgia, even uh, from the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Every, we have been everywhere protesting. Yes. And so after seeing that issue of what happened to those people who were out there protesting in a Black Lives Matter a protest. Any one of that could happen to any one of us, right? So now people are saying, right. now are we safe out there to to be a quiet protester? 
not causing any harm to anybody, not not uh, burning down any buildings. We're just protesting against things that are happening in our communities that we don't agree with. But now people are becoming a little bit afraid of Black Eagle that if they're out there protesting that we may have another vigilante here in Texas because we have gun holes in Texas, if you know what I mean. We and we are we mm-hmm. have weapons everywhere. And um, oh, well, so and, and speak you, on that. So a you're bit. right. Yeah. But yes, but but here's the thing. I always say. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, um, go ahead. We we uh, you know I, every time I hear the word um, fear, uh, I'm always re- reminded. What Dick Gregory, who I was very close to and who, by the way, even his spirit is with me as I go through this hunger strike, um, uh, and and that is, you know, fear cannot occupy uh, our space, uh, particularly as you've described the protests that you have been involved in and others there uh, coast to coast. Uh, you, I mean, fear. My, you know, it's like people are saying, "Well, what are you? Look what you're sacrificing uh, with this hunger strike." And I always tell people, "Look, folks sacrifice uh, a lot more than what I'm doing to get attention." Uh, we think about the Goodman, Schwarner, and Cheney. Uh, we we think about the the ministers and churches and elected officials who are killed and lynched. Uh, we think about people who lost sharecroppers that lost their job all because they are registered to vote. Um, that's fear, and they overcame that fear, uh, and that's what we, we have to do. We, we, these decisions are going to happen, but we still have to keep organizing, and it was Professor Ron Walters, the, the late former uh, chairman of Howard University Political Science Department, who who reminded me that 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 there's a difference between a moment and a movement, and the difference is a student asked, "Well, Dr. Walters, what was what is the difference?" And he said, "Sacrifice. Movements require sacrifice, and all of us have to make a sacrifice." Now, I can't tell you how to sacrifice. But but we have to have more than just moments, and 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 we have to be prepared to to sacrifice. And if we don't, then let me tell you, the United States Senate in 2021 is not going to take us seriously. And 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 that's why uh, you know I've I've started this uh, uh, this hunger strike. And this is nothing new. The suffrage. Uh, the women and the, uh, many of them went on hunger strikes in the United Kingdom and here in the United States to get the right. There you vote. go. Exactly. Well, let me I jump mean, back in right. there, uh, sir. And, and let, let, let me just say this: that I know unequivocally that everyone is not at the same level that you, uh, the team members that are on here today, and even some of those that are listening. And so. The, the voices that we have heard are people who have been active protesters but are now becoming a little cautious because of, of after that. But you're absolutely correct. I agree with you 100%. It is a sacrifice, and we cannot be afraid. But everybody is, is not 
uh, unfortunately not at that level. And then I want to mention to you that that Mr. the late Dick Gregory has been on this network many many times, and so he talked. I mean, he, we we learned so much from him. He is amazing. He was amazing. Uh, had so much wisdom, so much knowledge, so which which carries me to to the hunger strike uh, that. Uh, that that you just mentioned and why you're on that hunger strike. Uh, how and, and I just got this text message. It says, "How is that going to uh, change things with those in Congress? You're being on the hunger strike. They probably don't know all of the things that Dick Gregory went through on his hunger strike and all the things that he accomplished. So, can you dialogue a little bit on?" Uh, on your hunger strike and what your plans and your goals are, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to see happen? And will it get to the point of Dick Gregory? Who knows? But can you dialogue a little bit on your hunger strike? Well, look, 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 look. look, look. It, it, as I pointed out, it, I'll be very candid. It, it's to get the attention of of of, of the United States Senate at this point in time. That that there are many of us, including myself, that are adamant in 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 getting this bill passed, and and so you know this is just like you know the same people who ask, well, what will this accomplish? The same people ask, well, what will marching accomplish? The same people ask, well, what will lobbying accomplish? Uh, I always tell people that uh, everybody can do something. Uh, you might not be able to do what I'm doing, but everybody can do something. I can tell you that um, what concerned me was that I didn't think that the president, I didn't think that the Senate on both sides were really taking uh, our concern about passing the John Lewis bill uh, seriously. Now what I'm What's happening is you're interviewing me and telling uh, all your listeners, here's what's going on. Um, we, we have, uh, uh, you know, the, the demonstrations and protests, I can tell you for a fact. Uh, I, I've got a Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer of New York, uh, uh, who's now saying, keep doing what you're doing, hold our feet to the fire. Um, Great. But, and 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 uh, and I, I and I have uh, a, a Clyburn, Congressman Clyburn, who was on my show uh, last week. Uh, you know, saying I heard about it. I think we might be able to get the John Lewis uh, bill passed. But I can say this to whoever tweeted that or whoever sent that text. You can almost guarantee. Let me say this. You can almost. I can guarantee you that if you don't do anything ain't nothing right. gonna get done now let's, let's just let's just and 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 so you know so what i say to people is what whoever it is and everybody figure out what you can do everybody can do something and and the sad thing is most people don't do anything we talk a lot I'm in talk radio, you're in talk radio, we talk a lot. Mm-hmm. But then I always ask my audience, I always ask my audience, and and, and, and the pastor can, can verify this, after all the talking's done, I always ask, what are you going to do about it? 
because everybody, everybody can do something. So what I'm hoping is that during this thank look during this Thanksgiving uh, recess, uh, when members of Congress are are at home, that they will reflect on just how important protecting our 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 right to vote is, and not just for black folk. You mentioned look about you know about how it impacts a, a disabled veteran. Who, you know, who who wants to vote, but oh, we won't mail you a ballot, or we won't let you, uh, we won't let you have a drive-by uh, vote. So while so I've taken the position while the while the Senate is at home with their families and their friends that they will reflect on why we need this John Lewis bill or the right to vote bill. And keep in mind something, you know, somebody said this to me, that Thanksgiving, after all, is a word of action. Yeah. And so I, I'm encouraging them to come back. And be, I'm encouraging after the Thanksgiving recess that they come back and, and uh, well, put this bill on the front banner. Right. And let me jump in again, because you said something that would probably help them to understand who you are. That's why I wanted you to do a little bit of an introduction, because you threw out a couple of names uh, that would let my listening audience know, let our listening audience know that you have connections, that you're connected to the people, that those people will be able to see you in this hunger strike. And what is going on? You mentioned Schumer. You mentioned Clyde. So you have that direct connection up to the people. And then one of the other things that we say is that I say this all the time. When the prayer is over and we get up off of our knees, the work begins, right? The prayer is in So what you prayed about and wanted to have happen, you need to get up and get out there and make it happen. So I appreciate the work. Yeah, thank we play a clip all the time on my show, Fannie Lou Hamer. <laughs> we play this clip where Fannie okay. Lou Hamer says, "You can you can pray until you faint, yeah. <laughs> but but you but you got to get up and do something." <laughs> you better believe you better believe that. Well, that's okay, out, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. I don't know if uh, if, if, if Dr. Hagney, if you have some uh, questions or comments in regards to what our amazing guest has shared with us this evening, go right ahead, uh, Dr. Oh, Hagney. Oh, you know, uh, uh, first of all, I'm just to uh, be honest, I've heard and you know, just it's pleasant just to hear you and be on the same show because I've listened to you for so long. Uh, point here. Of course, born and raised in East Texas, I my 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 interest always in uh, in the area of healthcare. You said something a while ago that Howard mentioned uh, being out like we individual in East Texas Texas I'll be told Oh can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Better. Okay. If you think about uh, uh, sacrifice, I want you to go back in history and think about the blacks in East Texas. They, they, so that we survived by learning how to mm-hmm. sacrifice. 
That's what the mm-hmm. Dean of Power was talking about. And I tell people, people, up to 
uh, the Supreme Court. You had the uh, you had members of Congress led by Joyce Joyce Beatty, uh, who is the chairwoman of the Congressional Black Caucus. She and a group of of, of, of members of Congress got arrested uh, at the at the United with the, in front of the United States Senate office buildings. Um, and you're right, and I mean, and and then I think about. Uh, and I have interviewed a, a couple of your state senators. Look what they did. You want to talk about sacrifice? They left the state of Texas. They yeah. came here to Washington, D.C. Some of them sacrificed, if I'm not mistaken, their, their businesses, I think weddings. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you are 100% right, and that analogy of the octopus is, is – uh, is great and 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 right on on target but the, the the point is to get people's attention hold their feet to the fire uh and 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 i say this to president biden with all due respect i know he had a major victory in signing the infrastructure bill uh, but he has to understand and the democrats have to understand that it was our vote <laughs> that put that pen in his hand to sign yeah. that bill. Yeah. And and, okay. and by the way, the likes of Cruz, the likes of your senator, the likes of your, your governor, they know that. That's why they're introducing voter suppression bills yeah. because they understand that. And, 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 and so there are, what is it? There have been 400 bills introduced in 49 states to suppress our vote. So this is what's what's going on. And the John Lewis bill and the uh, freedom to vote bill would would check that. That's what the legislation would do. We probably have seen you at the Congressional Black Caucus at Black Eagle, because we've been coming. If I was in country, I never missed. I've been going to the Congressional Black Caucus since 1980, and um, and probably missed in between that time. Probably missed maybe about five or six times because of the fact that I was stationed overseas and could not come. So um, we could have possibly run across each other at some point in time. But my my, my next question, if, if uh, Dr. Hagney didn't have another one, is that what can we on these local levels down here, Pastor Cooper has said it so eloquently that all politics are local, and how do you see that we can get more people involved? I, I have this rule that I say all the time, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. We need more people out there with their boots on the ground trying to help us to overcome and get rid of people like you just named out in Texas who is does this state no good for the greater good of all of the Texans. Tell the audience out there what they should do or what we can do. Like you said, everybody can do something. But how do we get more people involved in working out there with us on the battlefield? Well, I, 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 I'm always, I always start with the, the, uh, one of the quotes by Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, and that is that the two most dangerous things on the planet 
sincere ignorance and conscientious stupidity. So it it basically starts with education. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you really, you really, you know, I, I, I can't tell you uh, during the last presidential election how many, and it was so sad to the point I just stopped taking their calls, how many young black people in barbershops and beauty shops and, and wherever were, you know, in bars were, were mimicking the line that, well, my vote doesn't count. My vote doesn't yeah. count. And no sense in, in voting. Now, that's what you call uh, uh, either, it's either sincere ignorance or it's conscientious stupidity. And, and, and so it always starts with, with education. And you have mm-hmm. to educate people. And, and, and a lot of, and see, by the way, I mentioned again the hunger strike. One of the things Dick taught me that when you go on a hunger strike or you, you get arrested and you go to jail, uh, people out there will ask, well, why isn't he eating? Why isn't Joe Madison eating? Now I get an opportunity or you get an opportunity to educate that listener or you educate that person. Oh, I understand. This is why they're not. I remember one time being arrested with Dick. I forget where we were. And they actually, we were actually in jail overnight. And when the, wow. the, the brothers who saw us come in, they would say, oh, wow, there's Dick Gregory. There's Joe Madison. So what are you, right. what are y'all doing here? <laughs> and that gave us. No, I'm very serious. And they and that gave oh, no, and, and that. that gave that gave us an opportunity to say, well, we got arrested because of a police brutality issue, uh, or this issue and that issue, and so we were in a position to educate uh, those who maybe don't don't get the message. Uh, because they're too busy being distracted with with other things, whatever those other things are, and 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 then once you've educated a mind, then that education has to turn into action, and that's when you say, okay, now that you know better, <laughs> uh, what are you going to do about it? And and then that's where people can make that decision. Uh, uh, and 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 do something. It look, you may. I, I would if I right now. I'm encouraging people who live in red states uh, to contact their 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 senators um, and and ask them. Well, what changed between 2006 when when GW was president and all of y'all voted to protect our voting rights by extending the Civil Rights Act. Now, what changed? And I, I put that question out to some of my friends and, and, and people I, I respect. One of the common threads, that one of the common uh, re- responses, retorts I got, was this group of Republican senators lack courage. It is a lack of courage. They are so... They are so concerned that they're going to lose power that they have decided that power is more important than principle. And that's the change because this shouldn't even be an issue. 
this should be this should be a nonpartisan issue because if you decide, well, I'm not going to pass out, I'm not going to pass out uh, a mail for mail-in ballots. I'm not going to allow mail-in ballots. Well, how do you know who's a Republican or a Democrat? So you're really hurting your own voters. Your own self. Um, that's right. And, and, and that's right, your own self. So my position is, uh, you know, I wouldn't let these, these Republicans uh, off, the, off the hook because there you go. Uh, they have to ask, you know, because it's a matter of courage. And what they're really afraid of, quite candid, and I haven't brought up his name this uh, evening, uh, but they're really afraid of, of, uh, of these right-wing extremists. And then let me also say this because I'm, I'm I have I'm scheduled for to uh, uh, to do another uh, uh, interview with uh, interview. Charles Charles Blow uh, in, but later on today later on this evening. But people ought to recognize these right wing extremists. They only make up thirty percent of our population. That's, That's all. True. They're just thirty yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so the majority point, of them. Yeah. Yeah, the so majority there's, there's of more Americans. Of, there's more of us than them. More of us than it is more of them. Us. That's right. That's yeah. right. Hey, 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 sure. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, oh, hello, Eric. Hey, sure. Since Joe might be leaving, hey, hey, look here. Since, look here. Since he might be leaving, I need to go ahead and, and talk because I haven't had a chance to say nothing yet. And, 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 well, we didn't know you were there, so come on in. You're going to talk. You're going to talk. You're going to talk. Your brother Bluff. So you're going. Hey, uh, first of all, hey Joe, how you doing? Uh, Arthur Fleming, uh, Vietnam veteran. Uh, NAACP President Dallas, uh, 1915-17, we hung out a little bit up there in, uh, I think it was Philadelphia, uh, uh, Cincinnati, one of those conventions. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Paul is Fox is like the show. Anyway, that's what I have to say about things. Um, you know, you just give me your opinion and let me know what to think about it. Because you're in the media. Uh, what when we call it what we're seeing, what it is, which is fascism. It's a fascist move. Why have we seen more uh, of the word fascism being used? Because this is typical playbook fascism. I, I, I really, I, I, I have to. We got to use it as much as as uh, possible. Uh, but that's up to you. That's up to all of us. Uh, but let me let me uh, say to you that that's what it is. There's no question about it. And I will let me end by saying that uh, this this voter suppression also, and you would understand this as a veteran, also is an issue of national security. This is exactly. about national security because our adversaries, Russia, China, they would love uh, to see our vote suppressed and, and yeah. this, this thing we call democracy broken up but i i really i'm my, they're giving me a signal that i and i hate to do this because i'm i so appreciate the opportunity and so, i'll see you yes, at the convention you yeah anytime anytime love yes, you all i just saw you on television about three minutes ago <laughs> well i'm getting ready i'm getting ready to go in right now that might be that i'm trying to <laughs> God bless. Thank you so much for being here, Eagle. We'll bring you back again. God bless you. Thank you for your work.
Okay. Wow. That that was outstanding. Well, you know, I I just I I pulled him up so that I could read a, a lot more about the work that he's done and everything. And once I pulled him up and saw his photograph, I remember him very well. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we we did meet about, him. We did meet him. Yes, yes, yes. I, I said, mm-hmm. oh I, yeah, I reckon. There you go, Miss Rihanna. I, I recognized him once. Uh, once yes, I pulled him did. up. As, yes, he was actually he took a. A photograph with uh, with Dr. Roos and some other guys and and uh, fellows and colleagues. I was on the front page of the Washington Post. My sister and I with Dr. Roos. We were at uh, President Clinton's first inauguration, and uh, and so I, it reminded me when I saw him with Dr. Roos. Uh, she likes she likes to hang out with uh, with really good looking men. <laughs> <laughs> uh, young, young good-looking men. But at any rate, thank you so much, Pastor Cooper. That was amazing. Uh, thank you for bringing Black Eagle on with us, and please bring him on again. As, yeah, as, as as he was saying that I, he needs to skedaddle because he had to go do another. Then his yeah. his his well, he, he warned me, but the, the, <laughs> yeah, the time went by so fast. I didn't get a chance to, did, to warn you all. Bless your heart. Actually, let me, let me tell you what he told me. Uh, when he called okay. me today, is that okay? Uh, uh, you gonna call me today? I said yes, sir. Uh, we're gonna be in, in, in on the uh, radio show at the same time. Yes, sir. Okay, I have about twenty minutes, and I have another show, and I have to prep for it. And he just kept speaking, and like we can't, we had him for an hour. So, a solid so, mm-hmm. hour we had him for. That solid was hour. Right. I mean, so, so that, I, I think that's a sign that he enjoyed himself because he only yeah. uh, allocated me 20 minutes of his day, and he is really <laughs> prepped. He's back-to-back. Mm-hmm. He, he pushed his uh, uh, schedule around. And, y'all, let me tell you something. I didn't get a chance because I was trying to give Austin and everybody else a chance to speak, but uh, he's really a great grandfather. Let, let me tell you this. I don't know if he's going to go back and listen to the show. Uh, he's a uh, Radio Hall of Fame. Just ask Dr. Sheldon McKellar. Right. I understand you're going to be right. also. Uh, right, next but year. At the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah, next year. There you go. And we have to celebrate and make a big deal of it and maybe okay. get him back on the show because, like I said, we're becoming fast friends. And so I call him Very Mr. Good. Madison out of respect uh, because right. of his work and his craft and, 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 right. and the wisdom that I'm gleaning from him in our conversation. I mean, you know you're comfortable with someone when, when, the, when the Black Eagle calls you on Sunday morning. And, you know, now because – uh, I'm moving in the office of bishop in my church because I, I'm so busy trying to do save the world and not just save my local community. <laughs> I have sure. associate sure. pastors and assistant pastors. So my wife would make me sleep in the second Sunday or the third Sunday, and that means I, I sleep until 730. And uh, <laughs> the Black Eagle is about an hour ahead of us, you know, on East Coast. Right, and, right. And he calls, and my, my throat is heavy, you know. And he wants to talk. I said, uh-huh. and so I'm sitting up in bed. My wife's like, what are you doing? I said, I got the black eagle on the phone. I have to uh, speak clearly. I have to enunciate. You know, I have this radio show. But, but I mean, it's, it's just amazing, the friendship. Uh, I think because uh, I've always had an old spirit. Uh, I know he has me at least by one day. Uh, I call it uh, the old spirit wisdom. And uh, he has that. And as long as I have him because, i never forget, Dr. McKellar, you wanted me to go last year uh, on the Edmonton-Pettis yeah. Bridge with uh, John That's Lewis, right. uh, our congressman yeah. John Lewis. And I was, I, I think I was running for Senate, and I had an event in the right. state. And, and I had a, a, a hard weekend because in my spirit, I, I knew I would not get that chance again. I, something told exactly. me that he was not going to be here. 
So uh, I, 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 whenever the Black Eagle calls, I'm going to be there. Matter of fact, if I have to go to his home, if I, I'm picking him up from the airport. I'm not leaving that to someone. I'm going to handle him. Uh, <laughs> we we, we want to keep these icons and treasures and let them know yeah. that uh, we respect them and love them. Very good. That, that's right. beautiful. You know, that, that reminds right. me of a, a person was saying uh, to me a couple so days ago, uh, when I received the, the phone call from the president of the University of Texas and uh, said that he wanted me to speak at the commencement, and so this one uh, friend of mine said, "You you need to uh, you need to let your your um, your person and that person would be Miss Rihanna. <laughs> you need to let him have your calls like that." And I said, "Listen, when the president of the university calls." Uh, and, and calls my number. I am. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, will, absolutely. I won't put that on Miss Rihanna. I will answer that phone call when he calls me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't mind a bit. So uh, there's certain phone calls you just take yourself, right, uh, Pastor Cooper? Absolutely. And that's the point absolutely. that you're making. That's the point you're making. Well, guys, let's jump in there and talk about these uh, trials that's going on. And I'm just going. I'm going to sit back and take notes and listen because I'm telling you, I, I, I'm. People are troubled when they, they, dialoguing and talking about the Rittenhouse case. And so, uh, so the Black Eagle said something that was really strong and very powerful, and that was what parents in their right mind. Now, I understand that this fellow's mother rode down with him to Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. She was there with him is what I understand now. But this, we're talking about a 17-year-old with an AR. Who in their right mind, what parents in their right mind, even better yet, what adult would go and purchase that kind of weapon for a 17-year-old, knowing that he was going to be doing what he had planned on doing, and keeping in mind, this was a, was this not a Black Lives Matter protest? People can't see. Yes. And so there are people say there is no racism that was there uh, because he killed uh, uh, Caucasian uh, people. He didn't kill a black person. So let's dialogue and, and just unravel some of these things that went on in that trial. And anybody can jump in there and get started because I'm just going to mute and listen. I'm overwhelmed, to be honest. Uh, Ms. Arthur, we'll start with you. Oh, well, this was – it was just reminding me of that uh, – of that uh, uh, which trial was that back in the day? Was that – uh, Sworn and them's trial, you know the kangaroo court back in the day, you know when they did that kind of thing. So this must have been what it, you know what it what it looked like. You know, and you know, of course, it's like this on a lot of courts. We just have to see it on camera this time. So you know, that's nothing. It's kind of like cameras on the police. Now we got cameras on the judges, and so we need to have more of that so we can see exactly what these folks are doing. Because there's a lot of them doing just what he's doing, but they nicer about it. I hadn't heard that term in a long time, uh, Mr. Arthur. Kangaroo Court. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ms. Rihanna, you want to dialogue on any of that? Uh, and then we just do a round robin. We go to uh, uh, Dr. Hagney after that for his comments and then Pastor Cooper. And we're just going to unravel this whole entire case and see what happens. Ms. Rihanna. Well, the, the, <laughs> the parallels 
you know, there are so many you can come up with. It's all so sickening, you know, that this, this sentiment that you're hearing from some segments that, you know, sympathizes with him somehow, sees him, you know, this, this boy who was just doing the right thing. And I've heard this crap from people (laughs) and, you know, I think back to Trayvon Martin, you know, and he was a 17-year-old boy, and he, you know, it, it, the way that he was spoken about, and he was the victim. Yeah. And just, just, I can't wrap my mind around it. It's, it, no matter how many times you see things like this, you still just, I you know, what the heck is that? <laughs> um, and I know I'm not being very articulate about this, but I'm so disgusted. I'm just so disgusted. It was like the judge was trolling us in real time. Like, how racist can I be today, just overtly? You know, how how much can I show my hand today? Starting out the gate, not allowing the victims to be called victims. You know, and the bottom line is, it's horrible. This kid, this man, young man, was there only because of racial issues. Yeah. So anybody who says don't drag race into it, no, I'm sorry. The entire backlash to people in record numbers rising up to protests, which were mostly peaceful, with the exception of outside agitators having nothing to do with peaceful protest at all or activism of any kind coming in. And, by the way, a lot of them right-wing, you know, white supremacists, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and this kid, this guy, this Rittenhouse, was on that side of things. I'm going to go to this city that's not mine because I hear that Antifa is going to be there and I'm going to protect this property. He came looking for trouble. He found trouble. Even if he was attacked, which I don't see that he was attacked, even if he was, he was fighting against people who were unarmed and he had an AR. None of it makes sense. I could go on and on. None of it makes right. sense, and I can't help but think about the parallels with Trayvon, other young, you know, men, Good and point. how they were talked Good. about, and what happened to them. Tamir Rice, you know, yeah. playing with a toy gun, and then here's this guy. I, I don't know. Well, then, guys, uh, I'm going to ask Pastor Cooper to, to jump in. There, is being made a hero, and he was offered, uh, why don't he come to Congress and be an intern in somebody's office in Congress? They're making this guy a hero for killing people. What are your thoughts? Uh, Pastor Cooper, I, I, I believe in a life. I didn't give a life. I can't take a life. A life outside of the wound is just as important to me as a life on the inside of the wound. Can you dialogue any on how they're wanting to make this guy a hero and 
we know that he got all this money sent to him and he had all of these right-wingers out there that believe in an excessive weaponry like this guy had. Uh, I mean, he just well, got he got a chance to even select his own jury, right? Yeah. Well, keep in mind, everything we're talking about here, let me just lighten the mood just a little bit. This is not the first time he was invited to the White House. He just wasn't old enough to go January 6th, 2017. Good point. Great. <laughs> they, were, they were all invited. He just couldn't make that trip. So he, mm-hmm. he was, now he's invited. Now he's 18. He can go to the White House and do an internship. So, again, like I'm just trying to lighten the mood. But my point, though, is what uh, Dr. Madison, uh, uh, Dr. Madison, Dr. Online, uh, the Black Eagle was talking about, is that we have to protest all the time and find a reason to protest. And so uh, and, and my thing is you, you have those far-right wing folks. They're waiting for people like us to enter the room, to, to go stand by the water cooler, to go outside, so you can have that one-on-one conversation with us and dialogue with us for free. Uh, I, I don't waste my breath. I don't get into all that. So what I say is this, is that we have to protest in, in the voting uh, booth. We have to uh, uh, elect our judges. Uh, you know, even the JP, the Justice Peace, they deal with uh, truancy. Uh, I mean, all of these, we, in our area, we're teaching, and, and that's why I'm getting someone like a teacher to come and speak to us and, uh, and give us the pep rally so we can go out there and continue to teach. We have a, a father and a daughter, uh, the daughter's Justice Peace, and I forget which court that her dad is in, but they're handling our community now. And they're African-American, first time ever you had a father and a daughter judges in the same county. Wow, so, that's uh, amazing. That's where it starts. Yeah, yeah, so the judges feel like they're empowered because they're representing the people because he was tried by his peers, and his peers agree with what he did because they're all on the same page. So we can't get mad yeah. at that. I just want the same thing for us to do in our communities. We need to make sure that we have folks that our peers, like Dr. Hagen said earlier, Dr. Chris, thing where we have people going into court. Watch this. When I walk in six foot six, seven feet tall with a hat and boots on, they know who I am. So they're not going to let me sit on a jury. They, I'm kicked off immediately. I mean, I, I walk in the door. Not nah, you're out. Yeah. I mean, no one wants me one side or the other. They don't. They don't want me there. But those of us that can go incognito and go in there and, and, and sit there and be prim and proper and listen and, and, and make sure we have the representation in the right place. So. That's what we need to glean from it. That's what we need to learn from this is that we need to go and be on the jury. We need to go and be the jury or the peers. We need to make sure that we have judges that, that is from our communities. Uh, we need to make sure we have like-minded people that surround us because that's all they are. So and I'm really not mad about that. What I'm mad about is that we need to make sure that we have folks that's in position, and that's black and brown, poor and, 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 and mistreated uh, folks. So that's not about black or white. That's about the, the, the underserved people in our communities. Good point. Great. Thank you for that, uh, Pastor Cooper. Cause, and, and you're right. We, we have to – the one thing that I know we have to do, we have to stay focused. Even though all of these things, we come up against all of these things, we come up against Ritterhouse case, and then we're looking at the Arby yeah. case and how that's being handled and how he has to announce be, whether he wants to detour and decide to run in one direction. I know many times I've been out there, and, and everybody knows that I, I prior to my accident – I was walking 11 to 12 miles 
two, and sometimes three times a week. And I wow. may decide to go in a different direction of my typical way. And why? Because that's just that military side of me. You don't always, you know, you, you make some changes so that people don't get accustomed <laughs> to you going in one different, you know what I'm saying? You just don't right, ever right. know. Because sometimes I'm walking by myself. So I may detour and go in a different direction that I normally don't. I don't want people to think I have a set pathway every single time I'm out there. So why did this young man have to announce that he was going to run through this particular neighborhood? He didn't have to. But because it was a black fellow, we already know. And I'm just, I'm just a little antsy right now uh, that, this trial may not turn out the way that it should turn out, and that three three more people are going to go free. Come in. Well, the law that they tried to use, the, the law they tried to use was one from the Civil War days, yeah. uh, the slave catcher days. After you know, yeah. the, they're trying to use a slave catcher law. So that's really yeah. what they, you know, they're saying. You know, that's, and that's really and that's the mindset. Uh, this is America, and uh, they say stay focused. Focus. Well, well, the other thing too is that the protests and laws. We need to start writing our own laws, and that's all they're doing. Give it all our legislators, and we need to start writing our own laws. There was a law I have to get passed up in Ludwig area. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of like the say something, say something law. Now it's in the state of Texas. Yes, I, I think it's gone through. Uh, if there's a rape case, uh, there's been a lot of times where you have people that witness or heard immediately, and if you're one of those folks, you're going to be held accountable. To step up because a lot of times rape victims they, they first go into denial then, then then they deal with the issue of it's my fault and then depression sets up and then uh, they start suppressing the, the moment and they can't even recall some of the incidents from it so they need assistance and help from uh, the, the girlfriends in some cases that was with them and they gave them a close account of what happened immediately because that account from that eyewitness or, uh, or I call it the ear witness it's something mm-hmm. that can help them in court later on. So mm-hmm. they, this is what we have to do. We have to be proactive, not reactive. And we need yeah. to start writing. I mean, when was the last time you wrote a law? Think about it. You know, that's, so that's the reason why five years ago when I retired, I said, man, there's so much work to be done. And I'm guilty. I got my hands up because for 30 years, I thought Dr. Shirley McKellar was doing all the work for everyone. She said she's been doing it since 1980. You know, mm-hmm. she, she got it done. <laughs> but she mm-hmm. needed some assistance. I left my sister down. I just didn't know she was my sister yet. So uh, <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm one of those folks, yeah. so I'm trying to wake somebody up. You know, everybody talking about being woke. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to wake other people up. Yeah. 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 Good job. Okay. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. Yeah, uh, back to what I was talking to uh, earlier, you know, and the whole criminal justice system, no explanation was happening up there, and then, like you say, Georgia probably going to follow suit there. But we're looking mm-hmm. at what we're talking about the task force. Is criminal justice and district judge want to come on our task force to fill in this criminal justice component to to do exactly what we were talking about, take East Texas as a target and yes. look at uh, uh, as we're going to study those positions that vacant uh, on, that, on, a, on a jury duty. We have academic institutions. We want to study the impact, just increasing the number of blacks on a jury, what impact that would have on the outcome. Now, we have to move to the educational component of this and in the criminal justice system, talking about writing laws and understanding what's happening. We need to do that. So in East Texas, on our test, when we look at Northeast Texas, 
is from Beaumont, from uh, Texarkana all down to Beaumont. We have a, uh, we have an area that we are in really a test area now. So this judge want to come on our task force to he also want to come on our radio show to talk about the impact of just getting blacks on a grand jury. Uh, he would say it's just as shocking that now we use excuses for not being on a grand jury. We want to know what we want to do. When we use excuse to be on, and I said earlier, not to be on uh, jury duty, we we get, we we trade eight, eight hours. Somebody else giving up eight, uh, forty years of their life. And so he want to study. Oh, thanks. Say, say, say it again, Doctor Hagman. Say, say it again because I'm dealing with this right now. Yeah. We, we he said he, this statement he made verbatim. He said we use excuse like work or whatever not to be on a grand jury as a black person. He said we don't realize that eight, that eight hours we trying to save as a job probably cost someone else forty years because we weren't because the number wasn't. Like in the case just like that now because we didn't have a peer. The, uh, this guy was not tried with a grand jury. So when I go talk to the DA, the DA said my hands are tied. They went to the grand jury and they decided the verdict because we put pressure for them to have transparency. Now uh, they go back and look at the case. Oh, he assaulted a police officer. That wasn't there before. So then the chief takes it and sends it to a grand jury. So now they're building a case against him. So when the civil cases and stuff comes up, that they won't stand a chance, all because there probably wasn't one person of his community on that grand jury. That's what he said. He said when he said East Texas, when he come in East Texas to go just go through the process because he know everybody know we don't have the jurors here in East Texas, but the district judges. He said when he come in East Texas, he know he's not coming to save anyone. He's coming to do just the process. Help the process through, like you said, because it's already it's already a lost case. He just he, that's what happened, and so you exactly right. He 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 quoted that verbatim example in a situation. He said East Texas is a is a, is a no win situation because what we don't have here is East Texas, and and exactly what you just said. That's confirmation documentation. What he said. He said he coming to Tower in, in Smith County. He's coming and just sign paper. He's not coming in and saving back off the he just the process though that illegal process you just mentioned, he just he's yes. just following that through because he knows it's a no win situation when he comes to East Texas. And he said when he comes so to East Texas, we're, we're, we're not getting on juries, grand juries, we're not answering the call. And this is every every day. So don't call me. Don't call the NAACP office. Don't call the president of NAACP. When you want me to go down and scream, yell, and shout and save your son and your daughter, but when that piece of paper comes to the mail, you don't answer the call. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's part of the educational process uh, that uh, Joe was talking about. That whole education, and like he said, start with the JT, that all the way through. All those positions mm-hmm. are important. We need people in all those spots. spots. Okay. Right. Absolutely. And, and and that's one of our jobs, uh, even as, as I know the NAACP is, is a 501 uh, nonprofit status, uh, but, but we can also help and encourage as individuals, we can help and encourage uh, people to run for office. We should have, we yes. should never have a non-contested yes. race. 
Uh, we, exactly. if, we, if we have somebody on the Democratic side that's running, we should have, I mean, if we have right. somebody on the Republican side, ticket Republican that's running, side, we should have yeah. somebody on that. Yes, we should have somebody on that Democratic side running. And this, that's encumbered but upon us as uh, activists out there to make sure that we find comparable candidates to run for these seats. And then we support and, and support them both financially, support them actually uh, by helping to knock on doors get people registered to vote, all of those things. It's, as, as Mr. Black Eagle says, there's enough work that everybody can do something, but there are so many people who are doing nothing, and that's why we can't get where we need to be. That's why we have things like this Ritterhouse case uh, that turned out the way it was, uh, and, and you know, and yeah, I, I I get it. I watched the film, and I know that that. But he's walking down the street with this AR in his hand, like he's in his front yard or backyard. I mean, and everybody can see this weapon that this kid has strapped on his shoulder. Seventeen years. I'm, yeah. I'm troubled. Seventeen years of age. I'm yeah. troubled by that. And then you know who else yeah. they should have put in the courtroom and put on trial? The person who purchased that weapon for him. Did you see him anywhere in the court? No. no. That, well, they just also that first Monday. The, the judge dismissed the fact that he was underage, so they got rid of that, so that wouldn't be an issue in court. Exactly correct. He knew what yeah. he was doing. Oh, yeah. He knew exactly. Right. Yeah, but his mama, they were laying out the ground. His mama drove him up there. How she didn't get no case? Well, that's what I'm talking Exactly. That's what I was talking about early on. What kind of parents How she didn't get a case? There you go. Yeah, what kind of legal system, what kind of legal system let the parent do that? Therein, therein lies the issue that I'm talking about. We're fighting against a battle that our ancestors fought against, and we're still in the 21st century fighting the same but thing they this. were fighting back then. Go ahead. Say it. But that, look here, look here. If you, if you make him black and he did all that right there, his butt would have been convicted. Right. We know. He would have been convicted. Yeah. You know, we come out the nuance yeah. of the laws and all that kind of stuff because, you know, he's a little white guy. But but but, but he's a black guy. That no, he would have got convicted. He'd head to the pen now. Absolutely. And and when the ne- yeah, and would. never would have been out and at home, he wouldn't have never yeah, would. been he would have been in jail waiting for his trial. And that's what yes. Doctor Hagney is talking about, that we have to not when when our when that summon comes in our mailbox, we need to be heading downtown to serve on that jury. And in hopes that we get selected to serve. Many times we, we, I've seen many blacks get thrown out and did not get selected. Right. This guy selected yeah. his own jury. Yeah, I got selected one. Well, I, I've, I've been selected several times, but I'm saying for the most part, for the most part. And, and do you ever see uh, African Americans in East Texas and in Probably Texas, period, not so many. But on grand jury, now I've never been selected for grand jury. I've been selected lots of times for regular jury duty, but never been selected mm-hmm. for grand jury. Well, I ain't never even been asked. Or <laughs> <laughs> never been asked, exactly. I was selected once in Cherokee County. 
Is that well? That's on you, Cherokee County. Is that? Whoa. <laughs> wow! I'm, in, that, I'm impressed. That was, that was, that was historical. All right, Doctor Doctor Hagman. We got one grand hey, jury that lived with somebody else. Yeah, hey, one, one grand jury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, well, hey, 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 Shirley. Hey, Shirley. Hey, yes, hey, Shirley. He was yes, operating sir. that octopus. He, 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 he was operating that octopus. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like that we need to be up there protesting in front of the Supreme Court. Because yeah. it looks like that nothing is, seems to be happening after all these years down here on this level. I don't know. Well, you know, you, you know, Mitch McConnell rigged that whole thing. You know, happened up, up to, it just took Obama's thing, and and I and again, I thought, I mean, hey, he should have just appointed the man anyway. I would have appointed him anyway, you know. But anyway, you know, like like, like took that and then trying to put them other bad people on there afterwards. You know, the Democrats need to. I mean, they need to wake up. That's all I gotta say. They, you know, and then and then the whole thread is all right now. If you do that, when I get back in power. I'm, I might do it to you. They're going to do it to you. They're yeah. going to do it. Yeah. They're going to do it. So if they're going to do it, you need to act like they're going to do it. You know, they sitting there threatening you from the sideline, talking about what they're going to do here. Really? I, uh, I think they already Emerson, did. The poet just said, I think Emerson, the poet just said, I've never known a man to die threat. There you go. Well, then, what do we think? about a person who sits in Congress and decides that he's going to uh, act like he wants to kill another Congress person and puts it out there. Everybody can see it with their own eyes. But he sits there. I mean, yeah, right. You took him away from his committee. No, take him out of that seat. That's, would you say that's against the law, what he did? If he was in an airport, he'd be incarcerated right now. Yes, he would. There you go. You know, I'm just sitting up. Sure you, you know, I'm just sitting up, up thinking. You know, I would pay money to see Gosar and Louis Goldman in the rain. I I, I pay. <laughs> well, you know, again, they're they're pushing the envelope, and there's a lot a lot of people that's in, in power and rank been there for years. But uh, this, this worm is about to turn, and we we need to be there when I it love does. That. And, it's warming yes. it's turning. It's, it's turning. It's a slow process, but it's coming. And uh, we're here because you got baby boomers that's been in power for 40 and 50 years. I mean, even President Biden is a symbol of that old regime. I mean, it's great that he's, you know, he's voting him in and whatnot. But, again, I don't care if he's a Republican or Democrat. What we're looking for is someone that's common sense. Is going to have uh, the, the people' uh, best interest in mind. It's just like you know, and like I said, I wish I could just we can just have the black eagle on for about six hours because there's so much we have to there get out go. with him, and, and it's plethora exactly. of knowledge and information. Yeah, and, yeah. and so yeah. when we look back at all of the things to, to fight, we have to encourage one another, and that's all we're doing tonight, and that's what we do when we come together. And I, sure. I think he did a great job to encourage us tonight, Dr. Hagman. Yes, he did. Him. What it is that we yeah. do? Oh yeah, we have to do it. Yes, beautiful. So so well put. So well put. He did, and we will definitely. You have to invite him to to come back, 
and so at least we can have him another hour so that yeah. uh, because yeah. I have a we'll lot take his more schedule and we'll bring him back. Yeah, went to dialogue with him about. Probably it's, it's, we didn't have to put any money in, in the jar, a purse jar. Jar normally, he, you know, he right. has to pay. <laughs> right. Very good. Well, uh, see, it's good. It's good that you know people, Pastor Cooper. Well, and you can bring no, bring I'm, forth. I'm, we're doing the work. We're, we're doing the work. <laughs> and you know what's funny? People say that, and uh, you guys are, are, are the best. Uh, voices out there, uh, you're in there, your hands are dirty. It was with us in Austin. Uh, you're with, like say, in D.C., different places. And uh, you, you've been on the battleground, battlefield, literally, uh, as, as veterans. Uh, you know, I, I've had my local family tell me, you know, I said, well, uh, this weekend we're with Dr. Uh, uh, William Barr. We're next weekend with, with Reverend Jesse Jackson. Matter of fact, I was supposed to be with him uh, last Thursday, and I was booked up somewhere else, and they called. Can you be here? And, and and they they woke me up and they said, Yeah, that's great that you're rubbing elbows with those folks. They said, But you're doing the work. You you and your team, you guys are doing the work. And and, and you know, I kinda pulled back a moment and said, You know what? You're right. So they're not looking for people everyday folks not looking for uh, the black eagle, although he's great and if he can show up wonderful. They're not looking for uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson. They're not looking for Dr. William Barber. They're looking for this Arthur uh, Fleming that says, no go. more Bull Connor. They're, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for Dr. Yeah. Hagman when he shows up, and I see the salt and pepper hair on his head that tells me he sees it, right. and he's perfect. Right. Uh, he's perfectly uh, to be served, uh, all the knowledge sure. that he has, the wealth of knowledge he has. Uh, when, I, right. when my wife sits at, a, at a, a dinner table, and she sits across from a veteran woman, she's proud. She sits up on the edge of her seat. She listens to you when you're speaking, Dr. McKellar, and she's amazed. She's in the military, and she's a doctor, and she's an Orient. You know, so this is from a generation when it wasn't popular to be a woman uh, and right. to be that educated and in the military. That's right. right. Yeah. So, I guess you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. I, I, I love the way you uh, you, you laid that out. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> Boots on the ground. Uh, it's the truth. Uh, it, 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 it really the is ground. the truth. Yeah. Boots on the ground. That's, and that's and exactly you're right. right. Well, well, these are these are people that can be touched every single yeah. day. These are people that you see in your community uh, doing doing this work. Uh, and uh, Joe Madison is somebody that you can see on television, even though – we we were able to touch him, and and Miss Rihanna can tell you we were able to touch uh, uh, Dick Gregory. Uh, so yeah. uh, about I mean he's been on this uh, Block Talk Radio about how many times Miss Rihanna was here on Block Talk USA Radio? Three, Three times. Yeah. Awesome. So um, love him. Yeah. Yeah. One time Every, for nine uh, hours. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> one time for nine hours. That's why I thought about him because uh, Pastor Cooper said we need him for six hours. We uh, need him for six hours. Dick Absolutely. Gregory, so, nine hours for Dick Gregory. That's what it takes. On his birthday. That's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Amazing. Well, I tell you what, the work is there, and we need to find more people to help. Uh, to expose and shut down all of this 
stuff that's going on in our country. We need to get some of these people uh, off the bench. And, and, and speaking of that, we, we know that uh, one of our own, uh, my sorority sister, uh, Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson, 85 years of age, been in, been in Congress for over 30 years, made her announcement this, a couple of days ago, yesterday, whenever it was, that she is going to retire. She's not going back. Well, it is time to pass the torch over to some other people uh, to um, to hold those seats. And sometimes yeah, new ideas. Just, you were, at, were you there? Okay, so share that with yeah, us, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arthur. Yes, sure, I'm, I'm gonna post. Matter of fact, I'm gonna post some pictures. Uh, uh, yeah, you're sorority. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Eddie B. finally decided she'd give it up after all of these right. years. And of course, now yeah. the one thing she said, everybody remembered was she said, she said, uh, she said, now I'm leaving, but I am gonna endorse somebody. But now I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna be a woman. Right, of course. It's it's not, not do you think it's going to be Mallory? Now, it's going to be Mallory? Uh, it, it, it's going to be a woman, and it's not going to mm-hmm. be anybody ran against me. <laughs> oh, I, I knew that was coming. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> so, so anyway, so, I, so, so then these, then these Jasmine Crockett. It's not it would be. She wouldn't do that no way. But but it would be probably. Yeah. Ja- I I think I think her and Jazz Jazz would probably got together when it, when when the Texas uh, reps right. went up there. <laughs> and yeah. so I think that I she think probably. So. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so I think because I asked Jazz when I talked to her a couple weeks ago at an event, and I asked her if she was going to run. So now I'm not going to run. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, well, she's on TV. I'm not going to run. Well, Mr. Arthur, she's on television. Uh, she said, I'm not going to run if. Uh, she said, I'm not going to run if Eddie B's going to run. So now Eddie B says she ain't going to run, so I, so I believe she is going to run, and I think Eddie B probably going to endorse her. But okay. no, that don't mean she's necessarily going to win because, you know, grassroots people yeah. up here are saying, well, you know, we don't know her that well. You know, she's from uh, Texas County, right? Uh, you know, we don't is know that where her. Is she from? I didn't know where she was from. Mm-hmm. Not from uh-huh. Dallas, yeah, Fort Worth, in other words. Yeah, she ran a miraculous race down in Texas County. She didn't win, yeah. but it was miraculous. But she realized yeah. she had to move on, so she came up here to Dallas, basically what it was. So, you know. So anyway, like I, I mean, I mean, it don't mean nothing to me, but you know, that is something she's gonna have to work through. The fact that she's, you know, you know, she, you know, she rising fast, and don't nobody really know. Yes, yeah, she is. I, I didn't really know her uh, that well until uh, I didn't know her. I knew she was a representative, but that's all. But I mean, she's been on TV almost every single day on MSNBC. Uh, you know, so so they helping her to rise the ranks. Joy Reid and all those guys. Well, I told her, her to get her name out well, there. Well, I told her, well, I told her a couple of times she needs to hold up on her endorsement before she be endorsing anybody. I don't know if I'm gonna see if she can do it, but I told her, hey, you know, just you know, hold up. Yeah, no, you, there's no you endorsement just, yet. Yeah, that's you right. Don't right. I mean, some, sometimes it's. Oh, oh, I got you. Okay, very good. Well, I, I, let me let me tell you my first uh, my first experience with my sorority sister. I was, when when I moved back to Texas and I joined the uh, Tyler Organization of Women. We have a Tyler Organization of Men that came after Tyler Organization of Women. Very strong political group of women. Uh, they were they were much my senior, and uh, I, I was invited to join the group. I was 20, 26, and at 27, I became the vice president. 
uh, the late Miss Fernell Daly was the president at that time, and I became the vice president, the youngest, the youngest in there, and the youngest to ever hold an office there. So one, so one year we had our banquet, and uh, and they said, okay, you can find the keynote speaker, and I said, well, there's a lady. And of course, I'm a nurse, right? There's a, there's a lady who's a nurse there in Dallas, and she is a, she's the first black woman to be on the Texas Health and Human Services Board, and I'd like to have, bring her down as keynote speaker. Her name is Eddie Bernice Johnson, and so brought her down to uh, to be our keynote speaker. I had the privilege of introducing her, uh, one nurse to another nurse, because everybody knows she's a nurse as well. And um, then let's fast forward, Mr. Arthur, and uh, and Cheryl McKellar decides that she's going to run for Congress, and uh, that's the end of that story. If you get mm. my if you get my drift, that's the end of that story. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the end. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. to, uh moving right along. So. Um, so there it is. So I, I'm I'm happy that she's going to enjoy some retirement time. Uh, 85 years of age, she deserves. But there's a whole lot. There's some more up there that's in their 80s, and so that probably should uh, take their retirement check and, and head on out. And uh, because here's here's what I say, guys, and I'm going to turn it over to somebody else, is that when you get into an office, when you become an elected official, even if you're not an elected official, you should find somebody that you want to mentor or that you're going to have close by. That person to me is Mr. Anna, close by. I, I want Ms. Rihanna to run for Congress one day because she's brilliant. And and so we, we're everywhere together. we Camp, she she campaigns right along right beside me when I was running for Congress, even when I was running for city council. But you should always be mentoring somebody to take your seat because you're not going to have that seat forever. So you should be training somebody and mentoring them and saying, you know, this and that, and this is what this looks like, and this is what that looks like. And I don't see that happening in most of these positions in the Congress and the Senate and even on local levels. I don't see that happening. Well, Go ahead, anybody. And, 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 let me see. Go ahead. And, and, and it's just kind of a, and like, like uh, you know, from my observation, from my observation of how we transfer power, uh, culturally and and, and uh, you know you know in other ways, okay. Like in the like in the black community, prior to this time, uh, we basically we we basically transferred out through church or you know, through the church, and 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 and, and then we had this kind of like big old fight thing working, right? Now this time around we got technology, so the transition is a little bit smoother. Now 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 white America they transfer they power through. You know, banking institutions through, you right. know, through their golf clubs, through their, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I mean, through, through, mm-hmm. through, through, I mean, through solid institutions. And so, so that's what really was, you know, that's one of the big things we, you know, as we transition now. And what makes this one different is, though, we have technology involved. So, yes. so the constraints, controls that were put on our transition before really aren't there. You know, <clears throat> you know, actually, so people need to think in those terms, understand that. And, and again, I don't see the big, I don't see the big, 
you know, generational rah, rah, rah thing working like it was last, you know, you know, 25 years ago when we did it, 25, 30 years ago. So, so okay. uh, you know, I think it's going a little bit smoother, actually. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, so far, so good. I think this generation understands that they about to lose something if they don't do something. And so I think they just need the leadership to show them how to do it. And so that's what we should be doing. Uh, not just individually, but, you know, folks looking at you, Ms. McKellar, globally. And so, you know, you got to understand that you, you, know, you got that kind of impact also. So, and, and, and that's don't expect for the kids, for them to transition, just change right there in the moment in front of us. Sure. They got to see you walking for a while, and then they'll, you know, and then they'll start taking that walk with you. Sure. Got it. Okay. Ms. Rihanna, comments. Did we lose Ms. Rihanna? Okay. Anybody? Pastor Cooper, Dr. Hadney? I, I like what Mr. Arthur just said. Anybody? Otherwise, we'll 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 move oh, on. Cooper. I don't know. Did no, we lose I'm you? I'm muted for, yeah. for a second because uh, somebody's uh, antagonizing my dog and they're killer pools. <laughs> Somebody's antagonizing their dog. <laughs> well, they better leave those animals alone. <laughs> let them protect. Let them protect the uh, property. But any comments from you, Pastor uh, uh, Cooper? I'm gonna let them calm down. You guys go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No worries. Yeah. Uh, let Let's move on. I, I think Miss Rihanna may have may have gotten off. I was asking her for uh, comments, but. Um, but uh, is there protesting and, and what, not protesting? Let me let me back up. After the after the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial uh, was over, did was there any looting going on in that area or somewhere? I don't know. I thought I read something about uh, about. Is, is it? You said yes. Well, there's been some protests, but the most interesting thing that I was checking out is uh, and I heard one white lady say this on TikTok. She was saying, she was saying that during that whole trial, she said she really hadn't thought about it at first, but you know, because she actually thought, you know, she was thinking it was a black trial. <laughs> oh, know, she, she thought those were black. Those were black guys. Yeah, that she, were but, but, you know, she thought that. And so she said what she realized was, she said that. These were black people uh, uh, standing up for standing up for white people. Yeah. And you know, and it really didn't make them. Yeah, no one no it, 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 it made her realize. It made her realize that white people need to start standing up for black people more. You know, like black people standing up for white people. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so anyway, so you know, so those kind of lessons are coming out of it too. Is what I'm trying to say. Right, and that goes okay. back to what uh, the black people were saying tonight, is that we have to continue to educate the folks, and it gives them the opportunity, like even when I got arrested in D.C. and he got arrested, the people asked the question, why you got arrested? And so it's exactly, I had the same answer that he had. It's amazing. When, when I made it back to work, they said, what kind of jail don't fly? A jailbird, you know, as soon as I got, made it back to work, uh, you know. and But they gave me the opportunity to tell them about the exact Situation with George Bush, President mm-hmm. George Bush, 
uh, and the signing of the bill, every 25 years we have to re-sign up for the right to vote, where that needs to just be a law. And when I said on my own feed that uh, when you're born black, every 25 years they're going to re-examine whether or not we should get the right to vote. And you would think that even a Democratic president would try to push or try to change that to where it's always law and it's not even considered conversation anymore. So I was attacking yeah, my own personal page. Yeah, I was attacking my own personal page saying, what does black have to do with, uh, I mean, voting have to do with black or white? I said, because you don't know, and even African-American <laughs> folks don't know, that every 25 years they, they make a big celebration about us having the right to vote, and, like, they've done us a favor. That when when you are Anglo or whatever, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that big celebratorial uh, event every 25 years. I said, that's there why go. I got arrested. Now, there were some other issues. But that's my main issue for getting arrested. And they were going like, I didn't know that. And there were the African-American folks standing by me. I didn't know that. So, so a lot of people things know. that that's good for it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tragedy, isn't it? That's why. You know that's, what, no, that's, that's let's why. take it back. So okay. The tragedy is, 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 is that, again, and I'm putting this on me, and, and I'm going to release myself from this eventually. Yeah, we have to do it, and we have to continue to educate folks, and we can't take off. I can't go sit yeah. down. I can never retire from this. Yeah. I can never sure. retire sure. from this. Sure. Yes, sure. yes it's sir. It's an ongoing sure. abusive relationship. It's an ongoing That's abusive exactly. relationship. That's well put. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely yes, right. Still right. trying to get away. And you're supposed to enjoy it, Arthur. I'm going to put my nah, foot on your neck, and you should uh, uh, draw pleasure from it. No, no, no. Now, that's a dick no. right there. I ain't doing that. Well, that's what that. they want you to do. It's a submission. No, I ain't doing none of that. You know, like I say, hey, look here. My body may be, uh, but my mind is free. So I'm There you go. There you go. You're absolutely yeah. correct. And and that's, that's why I say this all of the time, and that is that we unequivocally, we have to stay woke and stay focused and keep up with what is going on in our country. Because if if we don't know our history and have studied it and looked at it and see what is going on in this country, it's doomed to repeat itself over and over. And this this voting bill is absolutely one of the things that we can say our history is repeating itself over and over and over. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a crime, it's a crime change. Go ahead. And we should re- repeat history along with it. Uh, don't don't stand uh, for it. And, and as we was quoted before, uh, if we don't stand for something, we're gonna fall for everything. Fall uh, for everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. You, you know that caller. Uh, you know somebody asked asked Joe about you know why he do that. You know why he doing that that hunger strike and what what good is gonna do. <laughs> what I would have told him was. You know, when you do things like that, you create a certain energy, right? And 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 it's that energy that goes around to other to other people, folks that you're trying to you know direct it to, like you say, you're trying to get attention. So 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 basically, so basically, what he's doing, he's emitting the black eagle energy. 
So <clears throat> that just means he's a very conscious uh, a brother, and that he know he understands his uh, you know true power. Yeah. Well, see, here's oh, the end bringing Dr. Hack, Dr. Hagney after that. But here's what people didn't did not know. They did not know the connection that the Black Eagle has to Congress because what they were saying in the text is that so how is that going to affect Congress? How how are they going to know that that he's fasting? I mean, is he going to write a letter to tell them? You know, they didn't know his connection to them. But when he said, when he called out Clyburn and Schumer, then they said the text back was, oh, okay. Then I I, I get it now. He has connections to Congress and the Senate and the people there in Washington, D.C. But, I mean, big deal if I decide that I'm going to go on a hunger strike. It may it may get the attention of people down here in Tyler, Texas, and East Texas, but it may not get the attention of people in Washington, D.C., the Congress and the Senate, unless I let them know that I'm doing that. And that's, that's, that was the question of the uh, caller. And so, I'm glad he and I'm glad he talked. I'm glad he explained what the hunger uh, strike actually consisted of, because <clears throat> I have some because exactly. I have some people to, to, to take it wrong and go out there and start it. <laughs> start start well, there, 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 there you go. There, start, right. yeah. he, said, <laughs> he said solid food. You got to take in something, right? Or you won't be there. You he won't be around here very he long said, to talk about it. Yeah, because yeah, right. because yeah, the eagle, yeah, the eagle knows if that's the end, yeah, they just die. So, no, he ain't going to kill himself. No, no. So, there's fluids and other things that you can eat, but he said no solid food. No no, no right. steak and potatoes, right? <laughs> Unless it's potato soup, right. maybe. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think it's mm-hmm. more of like a Daniel's fast type of fast. Uh, uh, they do it for so many days. Yeah. yeah, well, not only that, it's the type of food he's eating, like there's not the solid mm-hmm. food. Daniel did a lot right. of fruits and grain and mm-hmm. uh, walnuts and mm-hmm. peanuts and things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And lots of water. <laughs> and lots food. of water. Because you would be surprised. Well, you would be surprised of what water can do for filling the gut. A lot of people think sometimes if they're hungry, when they probably just are thirsty and could mm-hmm. drink a few bottles of water, and they'd probably be in pretty good shape. Their, their gut would be full. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's an army trick. That's an army trick. That's an army trick. You can put a bottle of water in your in your uh, in your pocket, right? In your cargo pocket. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I think I mentioned this to you guys. I, I I eat really slowly, right? So I used to uh, eat a little bit and then fill up my cargo pockets with all kinds of stuff. So when we back out in the field, I can have a little something to nibble on uh, if, if I got a little hungry out there. You, you military men know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. So, okay. That, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Hagney, comment? Uh, okay, I have, t- I have two things to say. Okay, First yes, of sir. All, uh, uh, we need leaders of the future. Yes, sir. Guys who've been on the scene in the past, that's fine. All leaders at all levels need to cross paths with Pastor Cooper, whether it be in Washington, D.C., at the state level, or at the county courthouse. 
They need to listen to Pastor Cooper. Our future leaders need to listen to Pastor Cooper, I mean, in depth, in detail. Everybody running for any kind of office. And number two, the second information we talked about uh, going to, that was in a uh, educational program in a church this past weekend where this district judge talked about we need to go to the uh, up on, on the uh, ballot box. We cannot forget the role of the black church in educating our community. When we talk about history, we have to recognize where education history started in our community. And we've, we've proven that with the vaccine program, reaching our community and educating our community. So much so groups want to do telehealth and everything through the black church. So we cannot miss that link because we learned about that from a pearl judge speaking at a black church this past Saturday on a work on a on a weekend program. So those places, those churches must become a resource center, educational center for our community in the future. Because that's the place that people will listen and that's the place people walk out and trust. So we cannot forget that. So number one, everybody needs to listen to Pastor Cooper, wherever you are. And number two, we need to recognize the significant potential of the black church for re-educating our community as it always been historically. Very good. Great point. Pastor Cooper, you got any comments in regards to that? We're depending upon well, well, I appreciate the uh, the feedback from uh, Dr. Hagney. Uh, again, like I said, with this great team here, and I hope they are listening to the fact that we have what we need in our community, and that's what he's speaking of. I'm going to reiterate it myself, and that is that we need to go back and make the difference. Uh, we have a miracle champ that is going to be a Radio Hall of Famer. It's great that we had the Black Eagle on board tonight, but in Tyler, Texas, the home of Earl Campbell, uh, you know, we have something just as great. Uh, that's touching uh, millions of lives each Monday night, Marvelous Mondays, and then Thursdays. So, um, so if I have anything to say, that is that we need to realize that uh, even though Reverend Jesse Jackson is still pushing at 80-something and falling and, and pushing, and we can barely hear him sometimes, well, what we need to do is open up our, our ears and listen to our local leaders, uh, like the ones that's on this line, that, that, that have the Bull Corner rallies in Austin, Texas, that ignites other folks. Matter of fact, uh, if the truth be told, uh, the Black Eagle uh, is probably ignited with our Bull Corner rally that started in Austin, Texas, because we know it got the attention of Dr. William Barber and uh, yeah. Reverend Jesse Jackson and all those other folks, and even pushed democracy forward with our friend Robert Williams. Uh, when I met him in Austin, Texas, at, uh, matter of fact, Jasmine Crockett's office. Uh, so that came from local politics, local civil rights, local human rights, local people like on this line. So that's all to you. Very good. Well, Pastor Cooper, it's 9.57, and so why don't you just carry us out with uh, your campaign and, and uh, give us your little stunt speech and anything that you want the audience to know about your campaign and where where it's taking you to and where you can take us to by becoming governor of the great state of Texas. Well, thank you. And let me just say this, is that uh, I filed to be the governor of Texas February 2nd. Uh, when when my team decided, hey, this is what we can do and we can win this thing. 
Uh, a, a lot of people are debating. A lot of people. I, I thought it would be a whole lot more people running in this race. We had, I think we had 14 when I ran for Senate just to keep my name out there. And we all have a handful that's running for, for, for to be the representative of the governor of Texas. And we need someone who's going to fight for all the people. But there are a lot of people that have not been given the privilege. And that's poor people alike, which are all people. Now, I'm reading a book by uh, Booker T. Washington. It says, Up from Slavery. And, and slavery is not just uh, that of African-American descendants. It's all of us when we have voter suppression laws. We've all been enslaved. Uh, that's black, white, and brown alike. But I don't want to just be your governor. I've been working. I've been applying for this job for four and a half, five years now, learning, listening. And we have a table. And, and, and you're there. We, we're at the table. This is the table tonight. We have gotten the attention of voices and people like the Black Eagles. My name is Michael Cooper. I want to be the governor of Texas, uh, not because I want an office, but it's because I've already started fighting for we the people. And if you have to find someone else that doesn't understand your struggles, you shouldn't look at that as an option. You need someone that's fighting for we the people. My name is Michael Cooper. You can uh, find me at uh, Cooper for Governor. Uh, Texas.com. Uh, you can go to Act Blue, type in Michael Cooper, uh, Governor of Texas, 2022. See you then. Outstanding. Thank you so much. Uh, that's right on the money. It's 10 p.m. Uh, you know where the kids are. So that was perfect. perfect. Thank you so much, uh, Cooper. Thank you, so Dr. Hagney, Mr. Uh, Arthur, Ms. Rihanna. What an amazing, amazing show. I tell you what, we end up every single Monday night. So, Ms. Rihanna, you can play our music, and we're getting ready to end for the evening. Listen, everybody out there, have an amazing, happy Thanksgiving from the team here at Marvelous Monday. Be safe. Uh, get vaccinated. Wash your hands. Stay uh, social distance from people that you know is not uh, fully fully vaccinated. And if you need one, you can contact uh, Dr. Richard Hadley. We'll see you on next week. <laughs> Enjoy your Thanksgiving with your family. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you, team. Happy holidays. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks. Bye for now. Miss Rihanna. One day when the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure. Oh, no. the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, the spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots be on the ground, the camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day 
And the child, even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego, the biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day when the glory comes It will be Good night. Happy holidays. Good night. Good night. Well, the world is not the one tomorrow night.